Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's nine minutes past the hour of five o'clock. This is today's Drive at Five. Jurors have begun deliberations, excuse me, in the eligibility phase of the Pittsburgh Synagogue shooting trial. Defense attorneys finishing their closing arguments around three o'clock this afternoon. Prosecutors wrapped up just 40 minutes later after presenting their initial closing arguments earlier in the day. Jurors are going to decide whether Robert Bowers, who was convicted just over a month ago in the mass shooting from October of 2018, whether he is eligible for the death penalty. If they find he is, the trial moves into the sentence selection phase, during which they will decide if he receives a life sentence or a death sentence. Earlier Wednesday, prosecutors offered closing arguments telling jurors Bowers did have the capacity to form intent the morning of those shootings and that he had planned the attack in a brutal, calculated manner. On June 26th, the second phase of the trial, the penalty phase, began. To find Bowers eligible for the death penalty, jurors must agree that prosecutors proved two aspects, that Bowers could truly form the intent to kill and that the crime involved at least one of four aggravating factors that uh, created grave risk of death to others. The crime involved substantial planning and premeditation. Those killed were particularly vulnerable because of their age, physical or intellectual disabilities, and there were multiple killings or attempted killings. More on that as it continues today from the federal courthouse. High levels of a hazardous chemical in East Palestine. Soon after the derailment of that Norfolk Southern train in East Palestine, Ohio, a team of researchers started rolling around the area in a Nissan van. That was not long after the train came off the tracks, not long after the explosion, not long after they burned off the vinyl chloride. But now a new study from that team behind the research van, which is a group of scientists from Carnegie Mellon and Texas A&M, raises a flag about a substance that they have found. According to their study, levels of the chemical irritant called acrolyne have been detected near the derailment site, and they were up to six times higher than normal levels recorded before that disaster. Local and federal disasters have told residents it was safe to return home, remember, on February 8th. These tests results were released earlier in the year, but published for the first time in a journal called Environmental Science and Technology Letters. Longer-term exposures to this at detectives levels could be a health concern, according to to the researchers. First Lady Jill Biden is headed to Pittsburgh. Mrs. Biden plans to visit the city as part of the administration's summer tour, talking about economic gains and investment in America, according to Bloomberg. First Lady will be in Pittsburgh as the Biden uh, Biden administration continues to talk about his efforts to invest in infrastructure, boosting manufacturing and creating jobs in a range of sectors, including biotech and climate. Mrs. Biden also comes about a month after the White House highlighted that Pennsylvania, a key battleground state, 
has received $9 billion in federal funding for infrastructure, $2 billion more in private investment spurred by legislation the president says that he signed into law. All eyes were on the president today as he met with Vladimir Zelensky before delivering a keynote speech in the final day of the NATO summit. It was a meeting and remarks that come after the Ukrainian president had lashed out over the lack of a timeline for his country's integration into NATO. The secretary general may have dampened some of the Ukrainians' outrage when standing alongside Zelensky in the Lithuanian capital. He announced a three-part package aimed at bringing Kiev closer to the alliance. About a year away from peak inflation, yet travel and leisure, where do we stand with that? It did take a while, but it seems that at this point, a minority of high-dollar travelers are still paying four-figure airfares to places like Paris and Tokyo, and prices are finally starting to come down when it comes to a leisure economy. That's at least according to federal data. That's the good news for consumers as well as economists and policymakers seeking reasons for optimism. The economy can regain its footing without sliding into a recession. The Consumer Price Index figures released today show airfares were down 19% in June from a year ago. Car rental rates down 12%. It's the fifth straight month that car rental numbers were lower. Food away from home, which includes restaurant meals, however, continued to rise. The category's annual growth rate of 7.7% in June was actually down a little bit from March, but tickets for sporting events ticked up last month, the rise coming after three straight months of declines. And we wrap things up with some news. If you want to go to a museum in Pittsburgh, three of them, because of their recent mention as USA Today Best Reader's Choice Awards, mean that you get a chance to go for free coming up in August. The Andy Warhol Museum, the Heinz History Center, and the Children's Museum of Pittsburgh. All of them finishing in the top ten. And as a result, the regional asset uh, district is going to be allowing people to go for free during the month of August. It's recommended that you check on their websites to find the best times to attend because with that free admission, they are expected to be quite busy before the kiddos head back to school. That's your Drive at 5. It's 5.15 on this, the 12th day of July. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.